Hi, this is Phil Moorhart, Communications Manager at the American Library Association, and this is Call Number with American Libraries. The Scripps National Spelling Bee is an American institution, instilling the importance of literacy and learning and a love of words in generations of children since its founding more than 95 years ago. In this special bonus episode of Call Number with American Libraries, sponsored by the Scripps National Spelling Bee, I speak with Scripps National Spelling Bee Executive Director Dr. J. Michael Dernal about the evolution of the bee, the benefits of participating, and how libraries can get involved. The Scripps Spelling Bee, it's, it's really, it's become a national institution since its inception in 1925. Um, but how has, it, how has it changed in this past 96 years? Well, I think that there's a lot of ways in which the bee has maintained its status as iconic, quintessential Americana, but also has changed and ebbed with the tide. You know, I think there, I'm relatively new here at the bee and have been struck by the magnitude of the importance of the bee to people and, and really the cultural relevance. It's, it was funny as I took this job, I had so many people in different phases of my life reach out to me, and everybody can remember the word they went out on in their third grade spelling bee. Um, so I think it's been interesting to see how it has become such a, an expected part of most people's lives. You know, I think the competition has leveled up and gotten considerably harder. We lovingly recall that our very first champions uh, spelling word that they won on was gladiolus. Um, while it's got some tricks to it itself, it's, it seems very uh, uncomplicated to some of the words that people hear uh, now in, in the competition. The other piece that I think has really grown for us is sort of this commitment to a year-long experience of, of academic achievement, uh, educational enrichment, and making sure that it's just not a one-and-done. You know, we engage almost 11 million school children across the country every year. And for some of them, it's a one-time, or for some of the others, it's a longer engagement with us. And so we make sure that the teachers, the sponsors, the communities, the parents, and the spellers all feel a big part of that whole year-long experience. And that, I think, has grown over the years of the bee. Um, but, you know, I also, too, think that there's some things that have remained very constant about it is, you know, the allure and sort of the national intrigue around the bee. The stories in the background of our spellers become very, very uh, engaging. And, you know, we always try to keep sure that our competition is fresh and, and make sure that our competitive elements meet the needs of our spellers. And um, in addition to the, the, the love of building the love of literacy and learning in kids that the, that the bee does. Um, what are some of the additional benefits that kids can enjoy by participating in the, uh, the Scripps Spelling Bee? You know, every year we conduct a, sort of an impact survey of the, the students and the spellers and the families who participate. And year over year, it's pretty consistent that we get the feedback from the spellers back that the bee has been instrumental in helping them build self-confidence, the ability to gather poise under pressure to understand what it is to stand in front of that microphone and be able to 
compose yourself to to answer those questions and to dispel. There's a sense of civics and uh, sportspersonship that comes along with that too. You know that it is a sport where everybody they're not competing so much against each other as they're competing against the dictionary, right? So the spellers have a lot of camaraderie among themselves, and and those really carry on for a long period of times. I think that there is a great element of logic to this. Um, while my friends uh, on the STEM side of the world will always argue about science and technology, I think language literacy is terribly important, especially as you decipher and discern root words and the origins of language and how those words come together. You know, I think one of the things that struck me most this year is that we had a comment of not from a speller who said, not only did I learn to win with humility, I also learned the losing and having the grace and not being the, the champion this year, which to me really man, you can't teach that, right? I think it's one of those things that those students find themselves in all of that. We also know that there's a lot of social-emotional learning that goes on for our spellers, too, and and sort of that soft skills and the emotional intelligence that comes along with being part of a a movement and and finding their place in all of that. Now, what um, educational programs and resources does the B offer for students, parents, and educators? Yeah, I think that there are, uh, unless you're really involved in the B, a lot of people don't know about this, but one of, one of, we have a couple of signature things that we put out there to make sure that the spellers and the schools uh, are engaged in it. Is, one is our Great Words, Great Works book list. Um, our team here at the B has gone through and we release every year, we release our Words of the Champion, which is basically the study and preparation list that we ask all the spellers or we provide to all of the spellers so that they understand what the competition looks like. But we have also this list of books that where those words are used. So many of our students tell us that they love to read, that reading is fundamental to the work that they do. They read every day, get engaged every day. And finding that we have this list of books that they can read where they see these spelling words in action is really one of the um, ways in which to reinforce the work and provide those resources. The other one is uh, our Bees Bookshelf, which is sort of the official book club of the Bee. We're very excited here uh, in the fall of 2021. We'll be releasing our 50th book selection. Um, and so it is also a way in which that we engage readers about the, the totality of language and why having a good command of the language is important as well as helping that you read. We also provide several resources and uh, out to teachers about this is how you can run a bee in your community and this is how you uh, can judge a bee. We provide official pronunciations that go out with our word lists for our enrolled schools and participants so that they have that and so when they go to adjudicate a local bee that they have all of that. We're constantly building resources. I think one of the the goals that I have as the new executive director here is making sure that we listen to to our stakeholders and making sure that we provide all of those kinds of resources that will help students uh, not only engage in the B, but also engage in a love of language. Now, as kids and educators have had to change and really pivot their learning strategies the past year and a half or so during the pandemic, how has the uh, script spelling bee helped to facilitate some of those changes? 
Yeah, I think to say that it has been a challenging time for educators and students and families is is a bit of an understatement, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of another time where where they have had to confront so much and with so much uncertainty, right? You know, I think it's even now as we begin the new school year and in the fall semester of 2021, it changes daily for and depending on where you sit in the country too, right? So I think our challenge at the B is a national competition is to make sure that we're providing resources in as many formats and as in many as as many modes as possible so that teachers and students and families can access them in any way possible. You know, we tried to create this flexibility and even the way in which bees are administered, taking advantage of Zoom, taking advantage of proctors and all of those kinds of ways to make sure that students who are passionate about the spelling bee still had an on-ramp to participate. And that's really taken the form of creating a toolkit of resources for the local programs on how to pick their own pathways that make sense for what's happening in their communities, and also to make sure that students have that equal access on-ramp at the national level. So last year, we uh, at the B pivoted very, very quickly and created an online testing platform for the teachers and administrators that they were able to use that in administering the school or their local programs as an option. So you didn't have to gather in person, per se, but you could still participate. You know, guidance on how to conduct those virtual bees, what was the appropriate path, how to best use the resources that were available. Did a lot of webinars, like everybody else. We did a lot of webinars to connect with educators and sponsors and spellers and just to make sure that people were engaged and felt comfortable on how we did that. When we began our national championship, we worked with our local sponsors across the country to engage proctors that would uh, codify and, and verify the results of the individual spellers no matter where they were so that there was no, you know, integrity is a huge piece of the spelling bee. And so we made sure that even in a virtual environment, we could could say that those things were still there. One of the hardest things and the one of the things that I think our team was most proud of was one of our signature events is the Bee Week. It's the week of activities and festivals that sort of happen around the national competition. It doesn't get a lot of press. It's not necessarily televised, but it's our time together with the the, the regional champions. And we took that virtually this year. So we did a virtual dance party, virtual escape rooms, author panels, all those kinds of things. So that even those students who weren't able to join us because we were only able to bring the 11, top 11 spellers to the national finals this year versus the 200 plus that we usually do still had a sense of that camaraderie and that engagement. So worked really hard to make sure that that happened. And the feedback we got was that even though it wasn't ideal, even though people weren't able to see each other face to face, we still delivered at a very, very high level. So we're excited about that. And I think we're continuing to think about, you know, how do we capture those efficiencies from what we learned and how do we carry it forward. And you had mentioned passionate students, and I want to talk very briefly about one of those passionate students, the uh, <laughs> Zyla Avangar, the, uh, the 2021 Script Spelling Bee champion. Um, how did she, her, her story is amazing, how did she prepare for and eventually win the Spelling Bee? Yeah, Zayla and her family are, are really amazing. And I think, well, I can't speak for Zayla. You know, we've listened to her talk and her interviews and the feedback that she's given us. It, it, it goes down to her love of words. She credits that she grew up in a family where there were books in the house um, and that uh, education was valued within the family and that she was given the ability to 
chart that as her course. You know, she spelled daily, read daily, and really developed a plan and stuck to it, one that worked for her. She's, she's highly disciplined. I mean, the, she has three world records, Guinness world records in basketball skills. So, uh, spelling just happens to be her side sport, I think, some days. Uh, but she really is amazing. And, and we learned that, you know, that a lot from all of our championship spellers that we hear that, that, you know, that words are critical to their life, that they value learning words, they value understanding the roots, how they're used, language and literacy and whole language development is terribly important to them. A lot of them cite the love of reading as one of the the foundational pieces of why they're good spellers, a love of language, and a natural curiosity about why words are and how they come to be, um, you know, a lot of the symbolic interactionism that comes from naming and citing and doing those kinds of things. So it's, it's, it's along those lines. I think all of our students approach it in a very different way. That's one of the cool things I think about the spelling bee. There is no one clear only pathway that somebody can get to the national championships. It's about the individual commitment and discipline and curiosity. And uh, finally, I think there's something that a lot of our listeners uh, might be interested in is how can libraries get involved with the script script spelling bee? There's really a lot of ways, and I'm glad that you asked that. You know, for me, immediately the first answer that comes to mind is the advocacy and the aligned mission. I think what what I know about libraries and about your membership is that they want to make sure that there's access uh, to 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 the to the world of ideas and that's a lot about what the bee is about too and so i think just even advocating for that and knowing that the bee is exists the bee is an on ramp that is community based and in uh, I would say in every community across the country, there's someone who's the champion of the bee, and I think they would love to align with libraries across the country to make that be a case. You know, uh, we actually have four library systems throughout the country that sponsor the bee in their local community, uh, uh, one in Missouri, one in New Jersey, and actually two in Maryland, where the library system in those communities are the ones who coordinate the regional bees. Um, you know, and in fact, actually, our 2019, one of our 2019 winners uh, came out of the Howard County Library System in Maryland. Seika uh, Sundar, that student uh, and the, the sponsor there have been very committed to our program over the years. You know, we're so happy to collaborate in, in so many different ways. Libraries are that sort of trusted and beloved institution in their neighborhood. People turn there for knowledge and information and and support. Uh, and we're always open to finding new ways to collaborate. You know, I think that there's a lot of innovation that's happening in the in libraries across the country. I see it in my own public library. Uh, and, and it's not just the public libraries, but even school system libraries, those kinds of things. Uh, I, I think it's as simple as if you if you're a librarian and you see a young scholar who hangs out in your in your library a lot, if if they're able to be there in person these days, encourage them to get involved in the be at their local community. If you're a parent or or care about your community, find out who's sponsoring or who's hosting those competitions in your local neighborhood because they need judges, they need advocates, they need people to help process the bee. And we are at that level a very 
volunteer organization. And so there's always those inroads to that. I think for me, again, being new here, one of the big issues for me is to make sure that people know that there's a place for them at the B. Even though we work with 11 million school-age children across the country, believe it or not, there's still some kids who don't know that they could get involved in the B. There's some communities who don't know that they can get involved in the B. And it really just takes those local champions. And sometimes that can be the staff of the 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 local library, the school library, the educational system, whatever's happening there. Many thanks to Dr. J. Michael Dernal, Executive Director of the Scripps National Spelling Bee, for joining us today for this very special bonus episode of Call Number with American Libraries, sponsored by the Scripps National Spelling Bee.